And then wiping out strange stuff like toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, toilet paper. Of, of all the things I thought would disappear, uh, I would have thought toilet paper would not been on top of the list. All right, hey, welcome back everyone uh, to the Bald Believers. I'm Jamie. I'm Chad. Uh, today we're going to discuss with you a topic that, um, a topic of hope. Mm-hmm. Hope. You know, we want to share some hope with you. In a time of fear. In a time of fear, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, you know, uh, whenever I think about this, Chad, I think, where do we even start? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, you yeah know, how did we get here? Yeah, where do we start? How did we <laughs> get here? Uh, just, just um, what, three weeks ago? I mean, yeah. we've seen it in the news. We've seen it over uh, across the sea mm-hmm. in other lands and Italy and China. And then, uh, and then it shows up here. Uh, and then when it showed up here, uh, naturally, there was something that showed up with it. Uh, people, people became panicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen uh, people panicked in ways that they were going and wiping out grocery store shelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going out, they were buying all the rubber gloves that they could find, all the uh, face masks. Uh, to the extent now that we have medical people, first responders, that are limited on their supply, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wiping out strange stuff like toilet paper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, toilet paper. Of, of all the things I thought would disappear uh, in, uh, in a, I guess, a crisis like this, a pandemic, COVID-19, uh, or, or any panic, I would have thought toilet paper would not have been on top of the list, but uh, apparently is. But, pe- you know, people are running around, they're scared, and rightfully so. And I'm not going to tell someone how to, how to feel, uh, but the fact is uh, hope is not lost because our hope doesn't uh, lie in whether uh, a foreign country is going to take us over or if a different political power is going to get in office or if uh, a disease, a virus that you can't even see is going to come along. Our hope lies in Jesus Christ, our Savior, right? Exactly, exactly. But um, we do, we see people uh, in a panic. We see people worried and and fearful and... um, we ask ourselves, why are people fearful? Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's you know there's some reasons why people get fearful, and one of those top reasons I think is because of the unknown. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're fearful because of the unknown. We don't know. Uh, this is um, this is a new disease, right? It's something that nobody had ever heard of, no cure for. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe some hope down the line uh, that we see coming from the medical side, but uh, it's fear of the unknown, fear of of uh, what does this mean? What does it look like in the future? Mm-hmm. People in a in a panic, and um, you know it's it's funny that you mentioned future. You know, I think if you read in the New Testament, we're told not to uh, uh, go into a town. So we're going to go into this town. We're going to set up and do this, but we're not promised another day. Yeah. It even before COVID nineteen and all of these other problems, we weren't promised another day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So uh, you know the fear of the unknown. Is a legitimate fear, but if you if you base yourself in God's word instead of what you feel or think, and, and more on what you know, yeah, I think you can find a little peace there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we see that this. Um, what I'm reminded is this isn't the first uncertain time. Right. Yes. Uh, definitely. <laughs> there, first. There's been several uh, uncertainties in the world. Uh, during this, people uh, people naturally, uh, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And what I would share with you is maybe, 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, what Jesus told us is to always be be watching, be ready. Yeah, be ready. Uh, what happens a lot of times is uh, life happens. We get busy in life, and that's an uh, afterthought. Right. We get caught up in what we're doing, and we think that uh, because, you know, and we mentioned this before, we're, we all tend to be a little me-centered, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, when something like this happens, we realize, wait a minute, there's actually more to the world than just me. It's not revolving around me. And it's a shocker. Yeah. You know, to some people. And I think we all find ourselves in that trap sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what you need to know is, um, along with fear, is it's also contagious. Oh, very. You know, if, uh, if someone sees me fearful, then guess what? Then my circle around me becomes fearful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the same, and the same is true with you. Uh, people are seeing you fearful, then, then your circle around you is going to be fearful as well. Yeah. Uh, because it's contagious. It spreads. We tend to worry about things. I, I was in the store yesterday, and uh, it, it was it was very much a shock to me. Uh, there was tape on the floor showing you what direction to go around the aisles. There was continuous announcements of stay six feet away, and, and people were so terrified. You know, they were they were scooting up against uh, uh, freezers to get out of the way. And, and an older gentleman asked me, he, he said, uh, could, could you help me? He said, I broke my fingers, and I, I need to get two chickens out of this freezer. Can you help me? I said, well, yes, sir. So I left my cart sitting there, and I went over, and uh, I got two chickens out and, and, and helped him. And I started walking back, and there was this lady pushing her cart, and she sees me coming back, and she turns in fear, hits my cart twice. You know, and I, I said, ma'am, it, it's okay. You know, I didn't come any closer than six feet and she's just, just terrified. I said, I was, I said, I'm sorry my cart was in the way. I was just trying to help this gentleman. And I mean, just bolted down the aisle, just just in terror. And yeah. it's, it's sad because people see that and it just it just keeps multiplying. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of a story I heard one time. This guy, he, he had all these things to worry about. And he put this uh, advertisement out. He said, hey, I'll, I'll pay someone $100,000 if you'll worry for me. So this guy's looking, he says, sounds like a good idea, right? It's easy $100,000. So he says, hey, I'll I'll take that. And uh, he says, where's my $100,000? He said, well, that's the first thing you need to worry about. (laughs) So, you know, uh, fear is contagious. Fear, we seem to pass it along to each other. Uh, It transfers very quickly from from you to other people. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like that's what we're seeing today. Yeah. Why? Because... Everything that I turn on, Chad, it's there. COVID-19, COVID-19, uh, uh, coronavirus, it's in the newspapers, it's, in the, it's on the web, it's on every TV station that I went to. I, I never, I, you will hardly ever see me watch the news. I went over two years without watching it, and occasionally now I turn it on. And I turned it on the other day, and it doesn't matter what network. They're all basically the same. They're just peddling influence from different ends of the spectrum. And it, the screen was split in three. Uh, you had the guy doing the interview on the left, the, the person in the middle being interviewed, and the guy doing the interview says, hey, I'm not trying to, uh, uh, you know, incite a panic or, or get people, you know, uh, incredibly uh, fearful of this. But when you look at the right third of the screen, it's a death toll ticker. Yeah, yeah. And right below it is the stock market ticker. So people's lives basically become nothing more then the stock market ticker up or down. Sad. Yeah. It's just peddling fear. Absolutely. And that's what we see, right? That's what's yeah. in everybody's mind and what everybody's seeing. And it, and like I said earlier, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because that's what's influencing you. That's what you're seeing. So here's what I encourage you to do. 
take a deep breath. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to make it. Uh, this too shall pass. Yeah. You, you know, in, in uh, 2 Kings uh, chapter 6, verses 15 through 17, you run into one, one of my favorite guys, Elisha, right? And uh, the Syrian army is a little aggravated at Elisha, right? So they're out to actually get the, the whole army is out to get Elisha. And uh, they know where he's at. They go to the town where he's at. And Elisha's servant wakes up and he sees this army and he's terrified. And he said, what are we going to do? You know, they're all around us. What are we going to do? And Elisha says, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And he prayed that the Lord would open his servant's eyes so that he could see. And he did. And he saw all of the, the mountain were full of horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elisha because God's protection is greater, right? Right, absolutely. Than, than, than what we see. We rely too much on what we see. Yeah, yeah, we do. We put our um, we put our hope and our, our and our trust in the things that we see. Mm -hmm. um, that comes that's something that we are notorious for doing. Uh, you know, whenever I think about what's going on, I think about uh, you know everybody in a panic and everybody in a fear. And uh, there's this message, and the message is there's still hope. Mm -hmm. There's still hope in this. Uh, yes. You know, like I said a minute ago, this too will pass. We'll mm -hmm. be in another. Uh, academic, pandemic, stock market, whatever, ups Political and downs. upheaval at uh, some point in time because it's just a cycle. Yeah, it, it, what things like this do, it tests your faith. Mm -hmm. uh, we see that our faith gets tested in these times. And, and we find out during these times just how, um, just how big or just how small our faith is mm -hmm. during these times. And we know that Jesus said if we had the faith the size of a mustard seed, Right, that's really small, very tiny. Uh, and he said, if we had that kind of faith, that we can move mountains. So when we have um, some epidemic show up, and that's that's my prayer. Hey God, may people see you. Right? Yes. May people look to you. Uh, but we see this come up. Uh, I'm reminded, Chad, just how big God is. Mm -hmm. We may have been surprised by COVID nineteen, but He wasn't. No, nothing uh, surprises God. Nothing surprises Him. He knew all about it. Uh, the thing that it also reminds me, people say, well, how could this happen? Well, it's a reminder that we live in a broken, fallen world. Mm -hmm. Everything was perfect. You know, you, uh, you've studied a lot about Genesis, and everything was perfect in the garden. Yes. And who messed it up? We did. We messed it up. Right. Uh, right. You know, we had this perfect place, and then we end up messing things up. So, you know, it reminds me that there still is hope. Um, Jesus told us in John 14, 1 through 3, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And during times like this, that's what I remind myself of. Mm -hmm. I remind myself that I'm living in a broken world, but I'm a child of the King. And the King has yes. a whole lot better place prepared for me. So mo no matter... That's what I would share with you. No matter how long we're here or how short of a time we're here, it's just a blip in what eternity looks like. And that's why we should make sure that we are, you know, that we are looking, like Jesus said, that you're looking uh, for him to come back, for him to return. Uh, because inevitably, guess what? I've looked at the statistics, 100% of people are dying. Yeah. All yeah. of us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> None yeah. of us are getting out alive. No. Uh, so that's why we want to be ready and always looking. And, and during times like this, it brings us back and it reminds us. It's just a reminder that we are um, going to die. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's inevitable that one day that we will pass. And, and you know, all throughout history, we, uh, we, we can see people that, that uh, are tested. And, and uh, death is always in the mix. And, and I don't say any of this, and we don't mean any of this to make light. Uh, you, you know, it's sad when you lose a loved one. Absolutely. You know, you, you don't want to see somebody die. But I think if we get in the Word and we, we jump back, and I'm notorious for being in the Old Testament. I really like it. My grandmother read stories to me out of the Old Testament when I was a, a young boy, and that, that stuck with me. And, and in this time, I would encourage you especially, you have the opportunity, read. Read to your kids. Read to your grandkids, whether it's over FaceTime or just over the phone. Uh, even though they may not seem like they appreciate it now, it'll stick with them, and they'll, that'll be a fond memory they have. But, you know, I, I remember the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They're, they're told they have to bow down and worship, right? The statue, and, and when, when the king finds out they're not doing it, he said, look, boys, he said, the next time this happens, the next time we play this music, you're going to bow down and worship because if you don't, I'm going to throw you in the furnace and who can deliver you from my hand? And, and things get, get very real at this point with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because at every other point, they would uh, speak to the king and anybody, they'd say, oh, king, right? And these are the children in your captivity. Yep. And, uh, but they didn't. They said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar. They, they kind of brought him down just a little bit and showed him that this is really real. They said, you know, we're going to serve God. And we're not going to bow down and worship your idol. We're going to worship God. And if he doesn't want us thrown in that furnace, he can deliver us from your hand, oh, king. But regardless of that, whether he delivers us or not, we're going to serve him because they knew the promise on the other side is where we're going. That's our home. Yeah. This isn't our home. This is temporary. Yeah. And there's a lot to deal, and there's, to deal with. There's a lot of trying times. There's a lot of hard times. But we have to keep in, in our minds and our hearts what those three did, that we're servants of the king, and we serve at his leisure, and he loves us. Yeah, you know, yeah, um, you know, we think about what's uh, what's going on around us, and we think about how everybody in panic and everybody in fear, and we do have this this hope. Uh, we have this hope of well, I have this hope of eternity. Mm-hmm. I have a hope of this thing that's going to uh, that's going to subside and going to pass. Um, it reminded me too. I had a guy tell me a story one time, and he was flying an airplane, and he said it was at night. And they flew through a storm. So I don't know if you've ever been on a plane in a storm. I've been on a few in mm-hmm. storms. I have. Um, it's not necessarily the most pleasant place to be. <laughs> uh, there's a few reasons. One is I'm not in control, right? I like to be in control. Right, well, yeah. or like we would like to think we are. Exactly, right. exactly. But he said as they were in this plane and, and you know, you hit these, these turbulence and the plane's bouncing up and down and back and forth and... Mm-hmm. He said, the pilot come over the, the intercom system. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot. What we're doing, we're traveling through a storm. And I know you can't see what's going on, but what I want you to know is that I'm in constant contact with the tower. All right? Mm-hmm. So this reminds me of something. I'm in constant contact with the tower. The tower's telling them, you're in a storm. Follow this direction. And we're reminded in the book of Psalms that what? Uh. That Jesus is our strong tower, right? That God's our strong tower. Mm-hmm. And, and in times like this, we need to be reminded and stay in contact 
with the tower. That's right. Stay in contact with the strong tower because you need hope. You need to know that things are going to be okay. You mm-hmm. need to know that there's somebody that's a lot bigger than you and me that have this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's in you know that that God's in control and that that you'll make it through it. Uh, so just take a deep breath and relax. Dig in. Know that He's in control. Know that uh, know that you're going to have peace uh, with Him uh, because He told us. You know He told us in the book of John, John 16. Uh, your your Old Testament. I, I think the names are hard, right? The Old Testament. <laughs> they are hard. Uh, <laughs> They're very difficult. And my Kentucky pronunciation is probably way off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm in the New Testament quite a bit. Uh, look at the book of John in John 16. Uh, Jesus said there in 33. He said, "I said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation." Mm-hmm. And then here's the good the good part. He said, "But take heart, I've overcome the world." That's right. So, Amen. That's you know, wonderful. We think about those things. Uh, all throughout the New Testament, he tells us there, there's this thing that we see he talks about. Don't fear. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why did he tell us that? Well, he told us that for a reason because he knew that we were going to worry. And he wanted us to, to know that, that he's got this. So he shares that with us. I don't know. That's kind of what was... Uh, in my mind, as I see everything, I'm thinking, man, there's a lot of people, Chad, that need to just, mm-hmm. they need a message of hope. They need to know that they're going to be okay, even in the midst of what we see around us. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, like I said, you, you take a look back in history, and, and there was a time when uh, uh, Christians were persecuted uh, more, more vehemently, possibly, than they are today because they were paying with their lives. Uh, they were being burned at the stake. They were being stoned to death. They were being thrown into arenas and being killed by other men or animals for sport, just for entertainment. Their whole lives meant nothing because they clung to the fact that outside the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, there was no hope. And, and what, they, what they clung to, if you take a look at Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, meek, right? And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, what he's talking about here is something that maybe we don't get all the time because we do spend a lot of time, and in, in, in you know, I think it's human nature, in what we see. But what Jesus is talking about here is there is a punishment. There's something far worse than COVID-19 that's coming. And that's the last day. That's when we stand before a holy and righteous God. And if you're saved, see what happened on that cross, Jesus paid our sin debt. He took our sins and paid a debt. And he imputed his righteousness to us so that when we stand before a holy and righteous God, he looks down on us and he sees his son's righteousness. And that's when you get to come on in, my good and faithful servant, because he sees his son. But if you don't have that, then he sees your righteousness, which the Bible tells us is as filthy rags, and he will cast you aside and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You know, and, and that is what we need to look to. That is the reality that, that is forever. Right. Uh, so if you are saved, I hope you can find encouragement. And if you're not, uh, take a moment. Uh, 
open up to the Lord, speak to the Lord. Uh, he's there. He loves you. Um, that's what I see in this time. I look around and I, I see all these people that are scared. And like I said, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. You feel how you feel. That's that's not my place to tell you. But that fear that's placed in this COVID-19, this will pass. But your eternal destination is always there. Always. So where's it going to be? Right. And, and that's why he said always be ready. Always be ready. He says, you're, you know, life is but a vapor. Mm-hmm. Just here for a short while. Yeah. Uh, whether you live to be 110 or what, it's just a short blip mm-hmm. and what eternity looks like. So uh, we encourage you to, uh, to, to have hope, um, to, you know, take a deep breath and relax. And uh, maybe if the, if the news is, just turn it off, right? Yeah. Uh, turn it off. Uh, we know that uh, you're locked in, you're quarantined. Uh, uh, we're told you, uh, we've got curfews, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't be out, you can't be traveling. Uh, for us here in Kentucky, you can't be going across state line. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, you know, Which it's, I try not to do. <laughs> you try not. Well, I, try. <laughs> I have to every day, Chad, for work. Uh, you know, so I'm going across the state line for work. But uh, it's it's different. It's different than what we've ever seen before. Uh, so we just want to give you a little bit of a little bit of hope in this time mm-hmm. of worry in this time of fear. Uh, usually we don't tell you what we're going to talk about next Sunday. Yeah, we kind of keep that quiet. But yeah. I think this is a little different. It, this is a little bit different time, and you know what we're going to share with you. Obviously, you've, you've tuned into the bald believers, right? And uh, so we're going to give you a message on uh, on Easter next Sunday. Right? Yeah, next Sunday's Easter, right? Um, and guess what? I'm I'm thinking we're not going to be back in church again. I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're not. So, Probably um, not for a while. So you guys, uh, hopefully, um, you're getting a blessing from this. But tune in next week, and and we'll show you even stronger evidence why we have hope. Right. And, uh, you know, for those of you out there that are, that, are, that are feeling a little isolated right now because of the quarantine, uh, if you've got a Bible, knock the dust off of it. Yeah. Uh, take a gander at it. Read. I know people say it's hard to understand. Uh, pray that uh, God will open your eyes like Elisha prayed for his servant. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, I'm sure that you know somebody. You can call somebody, text somebody, communicate with somebody, talk about the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you tuning back in and give us another uh, another listen. Um, you, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Now, a little disclaimer, uh, you won't find Chad on Facebook. So no. if you leave him a message there, I will relay that to him. But he has uh, he's uh, no Facebook guy. I'm a non-Facebooker. But this, you, speaking, this is my Facebook. <laughs> this Actually, is your speaking to somebody. This is it. <laughs> so uh, you go out and find us there. Um, we're excited. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got several different media outlets for you to be able to find us. Uh, do something. Share us with a friend. Right? Yeah. Share us with your family. Pass it along. And um, we'll keep dropping these out as long as you guys keep listening. Right. We just want to. Uh, uh, share the Lord with you. It's not about us. A hundred years from now, people won't know who we are, and that's fine. But uh, we want people to to know our Lord and Savior. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So take hope. Uh, try not to worry. Try not to fear. And wash your hands. I guess. Yeah, right? wash your hands. Thanks. We'll see you All right, later.